0: In the works with Brandon and Usa. Okay, nice to see you, Usa. I see you too. There are a lot of cameras. I kinda of cameras. got overwhelmed when I looked up. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. I mean, nobody's
1: gonna notice except for when the uh, screens change, and you could probably like flip through all of them right now if you're editing USA. Go flip, flip, flip. Future USA. Yeah, future, <laughs> future USA. Um But yeah, how you been? Been doing good? been pretty good yeah um it's been a month it has been a month since wait since we recorded last yeah really doesn't even feel like it. well really yeah i feel like it's been a long it's time probably because of school but were, were, was i in school like in summer class
0: when we record the last one you make it sound like you're not in summer school anymore i am
1: but was i yeah okay because i was so i just started was it like week one probably nice well we just had our first test so oh yeah,
0: I've had multiple tests. Yeah, and I'm behind. I still have eleven assignments due Sunday night.
1: I feel that I have a problem set uh, due on Monday, so gotta get that done. Um, yeah. But speaking of homework, it kind of goes. It relates to exactly what we're talking about today, and that was kind of learning and more specifically study techniques. Now, I have always struggled with studying. And i've there's kind of ways I do it, but I've never really put any names to it, any specific procedures um, when researching, I found there are things I do that are the same that I should be doing um, but I also found that I'm a lot more inconsistent than I should be, and I also could be utilizing some techniques that I'm not. What about you uh when you were researching? What did you kind of find there?
0: um well, I just went ahead and got like a basic view of just Mm -hmm. like five different study techniques and i pretty much just went ahead and just chose what kind of
2: i've been doing just Mm -hmm. subconsciously i guess just because some things we were just taught in school um just naturally i guess naturally naturally but like truly it just it was just an easy way to learn a type of way to study. Mm-hmm. There's and just something you did. Yeah. It's just, I know in high
1: school versus college, uh, I definitely, the studying is different. I feel like in high school, it was, there was less understanding going into it, <laughs> you yeah. would say. But then again, a lot of the classes didn't require as much understanding. That's true. It was a little more regurgitation i
0: definitely class. remember it was a lot of hey this does this yeah you don't yeah. Ha- you don't have to it's only later
1: why. in like per say math classes they give you all these formulas in high school and then you get up into calculus other things like differential equations and you go oh that's where that came from that mm-hmm. small little equation that we used all the time oh it, that's what we're now studying it all the way up here and learning where it came from and mm-hmm. why it is the way it is i'm like Yeah, so uh, let's kind of get started with the studying techniques, but I first kind of want to preface it with um, study techniques are great, but there are things you got to do to make a study session, Mm -hmm. because if you don't, then you're not really going to use the techniques anyway, so you got to make sure you are studying, and I kind of wanted to go into a little bit of a book we reference often, and that's Atomic Habits. I mean, we could just breathe. it like deal. we referenced that like once. in a month. It was like three times, like separate, separate times. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe more. We always go, oh, man, it's just a habits game, which that applies everywhere. And I want to avoid saying that all the time. Mm. Uh, but there are lots of practices in that book. I would suggest reading that book for a little more awareness on things. But I mean, just going off of what you remember from that book, as far as like habits and studying. I mean, what do you think? Because I think, first off, you have to make studying a habit. You cannot, you, typically you are not just going to go, I'm going to go study today. Because oftentimes you want to do something else because studying is difficult. It can be fun, but getting into it is difficult. And mm-hmm. sometimes it just sucks. Sometimes it sucks. The end result is great and you love it then, but it sucks when you're doing it. So, I mean, what, what, do you, what can
0: you remember from that sort of thing? Oh, definitely. Um, Prepping the studies, but, you know, stuff it's okay. it's all really about consistency mm-hmm. and just setting yourself up. Just understanding that every little thing that you do can and will add up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just what do you mean by that? Every little thing can and will add up. I don't know if I if it was in the book, but um, it was compounding things. Mm-hmm.
2: Just. I think it was actually the two minute rule. Oh yeah. Like if you can do it in two minutes, do it. Um, honestly, I really don't remember. I what have the two it. <laughs> yeah. I should have but reread the book,
0: but <laughs> what I'm talking about is basically just doing a little bit here and then doing a little bit the next day. Mm-hmm. And in the end, all those things will accumulate to yes. something bigger versus like one big
1: yeah, exactly. study session
0: <laughs> that you may or may not
1: do. <laughs> yeah no I got you um biggest thing that I would take away from that is make it easy make studying easy. make it so that everything else besides studying distractions is harder to do than you're studying uh, and this includes prepping your space. That means like where am I gonna study? Am I gonna study in my room next to all these things that I can just go and grab and do like say guitars on my wall or this little thing I could just fuck with until. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to get back to what I'm doing now. So go to a space where you're going to be comfortable, not too comfortable. You don't want to be falling asleep. Um, not uncomfortable because then you'll be so focused on the discomfort that you won't study. Yeah. But something in between. You want a good, good, solid space, removal of distractions. And you got to make it difficult to even get to those distractions. Biggest one being phone, right?
0: Yeah, definitely phone.
1: Yeah. So what would you do with your phone?
0: I mean holiday phones i'm pretty sure android has always had it but they probably have a a setting where you can just like do not disturb you know Mm -hmm. just put that on set it aside you won't get any notifications Uh, i know iphone in like the past year they have like different focus settings Oh yeah yeah besides the do not disturb so you can just let people know hey you're studying Mm -hmm. you won't get notifications and other people are informed that you are doing what you're doing
1: yeah, yeah so that good way to keep that out of, out of the mix cuz phone is like the number one thing right now that people get uh, trapped with because i mean people text you people call you you want to answer especially if you think it might be serious yeah you know and you think oh man i immediately got to respond and then you kind of dive into that world And oftentimes when you're in your phone, you'll then click on other stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there's always the death scroll where you get into an app that, like TikTok or even Instagram now, where you see something and then you swipe to the next thing and then you swipe to the next thing. I think
0: YouTube and Facebook do the same thing.
1: Yeah, I think everywhere has some sort of scrolling thing now. But pretty much the death scroll, you just scroll, 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 keep going, keep going, keep going. Where did the day go? Oh, study session's over, I'm going to leave. Didn't get anything done. So Staying, just keeping that process, that loop out of the way, just not even going there is your best bet. Speaking of distractions, there's a cat yeah, doing weird things over there, which Very I can show weird. you, but
0: <laughs> uh, before we get into the actual study techniques, mm-hmm. um, I kind of want to go into what learning is like, it, it sounds simple, oh. but like what it kind of. Could I interject one thing about yeah, yeah, prepping go ahead. the space? Go ahead. Last thing before you yeah. get into
1: that. Uh, determining what you are going to study. So going in with a plan. Because mm-hmm. if not, you may spend all your time figuring out what you want to do. I mean, I don't know. You may have figured this out in the gym. If you go into the gym without having a workout plan, you just kind of, there's more deciding what to do than actually doing it, right?
0: Well. I- I've gone for so long. I just kind of come
1: up yeah, with one. But I those. mean, say in the beginning, if you didn't go <laughs> to a plan, you'd be like, what should we do today? I remember us doing that all yeah, the time. Yeah, just wandering. Yeah, wandering, going. And it's not really the most effective workouts and everything. But so same with studying. You might end up studying the wrong thing. Like, oh, uh, this is due on this day and I'm working on something else, but I didn't really plan this out. So I end up studying something when you
2: need to be doing something else. Mm. Just making sure that um, you're prioritizing what you need to do
1: and also blocking out time. So just make sure blocked out time, prioritize what you're doing, remove distractions. Because I had here the when, what, and where. (laughs) (laughs) When, what, and where. Or however you want to reorder those of studying. You don't
2: have the why. I don't know. Sometimes you don't know why, but you just got to do it. I was thinking about why, but then I was like,
1: Uh I guess, I don't know. I guess the why. Figure out the why you're studying.
0: And the who can just be.
1: The who.
3: (laughs) That (laughs) doesn't matter when you get into
0: groups,
1: which I think we'll talk about later. Um, But yeah, sorry. Continue. Before the
0: actual um, techniques. I just want to talk about kind of what learning is. Okay. Uh, What is learning? Do I do that? I don't know. Do you? I don't. Do I ever learn? (laughs) No, but uh basically it is just being able to make connections uh of certain things, um A to B, making that connection, how they interact with each other, understanding the concepts, and just having your brain able to just retrieve information when you need it Mm -hmm. and or figure out information. And then just you know, apply it um it is not cramming information inside yeah. your it's, brain
1: understand what is going on right it's
0: not yeah. Definitely. or it
1: could be cramming if not cramming in the sense of cramming but like say memorization it can be memorization mm. because sometimes you do need to memorize some things
0: most things you won't i will say you need to memorize that is a possibility you can definitely cram things and memorize things but you won't have much of an understanding oh, yeah
1: yeah and I'm thinking, like, your ABCs. Why are the ABCs ordered in the way they are? Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. You have to memorize that. And you end up memorizing that, like, when you're really young. So by the time you get to it now, it's yeah.
0: no issue. So, yeah, the brain is... You've you've heard people say, like, your brain is like a supercomputer. Yes, right? I've heard that. So, <laughs> so, given that thought... I tell people that.
3: The... <laughs>
2: study techniques that we will go through are pretty much kind of like software that helps your computer you know save that information yeah it's processes. yeah yeah and pretty much like i said it's just all about connecting things mm-hmm. kind of like a web you know all
0: those threads in a web oh, you're yeah. just kind of connecting one thing to another thing And the better you have understanding these things, you will strengthen those threads. So you'll have like, you'll have a really strong spider
2: web. Yes.
0: So, you know, you go through it once. It's very thin. It's very flimsy. If you add, if you go back and do it again, it'll just become a stronger thread. Mm -hmm. It'll just become one thing. And just saying and most people understand this but
1: some who listen may not uh learning sucks a lot is fun but the process of learning is hard it is hard it can be easy but you actually have to dedicate yourself to learning when you're younger i guess since you're just like your brain is just a lot more plastic mm-hmm. all the time you don't have to do specific stuff to induce plasticity uh Learning is a lot easier. You just kind of absorb shit. Yeah. But when you get older, of course, you got to be more deliberate. And I could feel that now getting old. I'm 23, but I can feel the difference of learning when I was younger. And now I used to just be able to sit in class and just pick everything up and not study too much.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Now it's like, okay, (laughs) I have to participate in class and I have to study on the outside. And it sucks. Yeah, because You feel the material, you feel that the material doesn't quite stick. And, but as you go through it again and again, it does stick more. So, yeah, for learning is not always an easy process and it could make you angry, definitely make you flustered. But that
0: stuff in itself is what's going to help you learn too. Yeah. For the longest time, I've actually thought that I hated learning Mm -hmm. just because of all the studying and repetition and everything. But turns out, I do love learning and it was just things that I didn't really want to learn that
2: sort of stuff and I definitely think having these study techniques just helped overall with
0: wanting to learn what I want yeah and just progressing in a way that I want to progress rather than just having things forced on me
1: so for me the thing that kind of blocked me from learning cuz I love to learn things as well it's for me, it's more of the setting, the study space. Mm-hmm. I often am very distractible. Um, I jump from one thing to another, to another, to another. Um, just even browsing the internet for things and like learning about, say, I'm trying to research a, an item that I might buy. And it is actually kind of a stressful situation because I'm like jumping through all these things and trying to learn everything I can about it. It's like, oh, geez. But all that, it's staying on point, on focus, going mm-hmm. through the same thing. But once I get into that space, I love it. Because then you're just really developing this idea and this practice that, um, that you're, you're focused on, whatever your topic is. Mm-hmm. And you're really just learning everything about it. And it's almost like developing a relationship with you know, your topic. Yeah. You know, you're, just, you're like, I know everything about you. And you're just in this headspace where all your brain and everything is just the material. Yeah. And that's where all those connections are happening. And then when you get out of it, you're like, "Wow, man, like well, I just yeah, had a whole, whole
3: relationship with this topic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's weird. All right. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you, yeah. you just now you understand it and you go about the world looking at things a little different, mm. and then all you want to do is talk about it now. you just want to keep talking like, "Hey, I learned this thing." <laughs> or when somebody mentions, mentions that you're like
0: by the way you know
1: <laughs> and then they're like shut up please I'm talking too much
0: yeah you're annoying me yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've heard this 10 times already yeah
1: yeah but uh sorry continue uh that was pretty much that done. was on learning right there yeah yeah okay so we can get into the techniques now if you want if you want
2: yeah you um, want to. Or shall i start go ahead
0: What's the first one you have, actually? Uh, well, let me just list off all mine. Okay. Um, I have active recall, spaced repetition, the Feynman technique, the Pomodoro technique, and mind mapping. Okay. And then for me, I have
1: a spaced repetition, active recall, but I just listed it as recall. Mm. Um, something called interleaving, self-explanation, which that's Feynman technique, and then yeah, I think that was yeah, that was it. So, you have Pomodoro technique and mind mapping, yeah. uh, are not the same as mine. And I have interleaving, which one is not the same as. I those. will
0: say I definitely didn't go in to the Pomodoro or the space repetition. From just not mistaken,
1: Pomodoro isn't something that you could really go too much in depth with. Correct? I have no idea. Oh,
0: okay, I just wanted to focus on just a few. That way, I'm not overwhelming myself. <laughs> like, exactly.
1: And yeah. those, the ones that we have overlapped mm. are throughout my research, it was those three. Just, like just super common. Common, common, common. Every single sort of video or article I read about, you know, learning or trying to study better, or it all had these in just some slightly different way. Mm-hmm. And it was just that over and over and over again. So apparently, these three are just phenomenal and it's really how you apply it to what you're doing that's gonna that's gonna help you out and the three are the space repetition active recall and self-explanation or Feynman technique all right so I guess we could get into you said there was an order in which you do things typically so maybe we could do that order just to maybe illustrate what it might be like going through a study session using these Okay. We don't have to specifically do that. Maybe at the end we could tie it together and be like, okay, here's how it might go through. But I know you were like, I usually do this, this, and this. So
0: we could start yep. we'll um, Start with that. So the process I use to learn things is I usually, I usually go with the um, Feynman technique, and then I go ahead and do mind mapping, and then active recall.
1: Okay. So with the Feynman technique... Richard Feynman was a physicist. Yes, like way up there. I think did he
0: deal with quantum stuff? I did not I, look that much into him. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, he it was something significant, and he uh, made like a whole type of model and stuff that people use all the time now. Um, or the, it's Feynman diagrams or something like that. But in physics, and pretty much his whole thing was if you can explain something to me in simple words, I'll be able to learn it. And be able to do it right there, and I think he should have wrote this down. But I think he did that. He demonstrated that at some university or something where mm-hmm. some dude. It's like, hey, explain this to me in simple language, and then he was able to pretty much do do the problems or do whatever sort of material from that em- explanation in a very simple way, just to illustrate his point on that. Mm-hmm. And so, what the Feynman technique is. I know what it is, but <laughs> you choose first off. You choose a concept to understand. Yes, I like your confirmation there because you're like looking through your notes too. Yeah. You're like, okay, he's doing right so far.
0: Yeah, like, a topic. You're doing
3: great.
1: You're
0: so doing far. great. Yeah, you're doing
1: great. Choose a topic to understand, and the first thing you do usually you do this on a piece of paper, maybe whiteboard, something else. Um, but you write the name of the concept at the top of paper. This is important because this is going to pretty much tell your brain. It's, it's going to be like the little file names.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're thinking about a computer, it's going to be the file names. You're like, oh, all this stuff is under
2: torque or something like that. Or mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. What's the thing in your in your field that that what do you,
1: what like, do you want me? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but pretty much a, a concept that you would write at the top that would have a bunch of stuff under. You can mm-hmm. think maybe, um, I don't know, matrices something like that, or a quadratic formula.
0: Just the closest thing like I can that. say that I've had my classes that kind of relate to that are just files, file locations. Oh, no, I'm not
1: asking you about file locations. <laughs> okay. I'm saying, like, you would write the concept at the top of the paper, right? And mm. what would be a concept?
2: That's a good question. Oh, my gosh. I haven't learned any concepts. concepts. I've just I, been learning. Like inside
1: in psychology, there might be like self actualization, right? Uh-huh. Or Maslow's triangle or triangle wait, hierarchy of needs. Yeah. So something like that. You write that at the top. That's your concept. That's what you're going through. And that helps your brain go, okay, file name. So that later you could go, oh, that's it. And we could just open this whole file, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But second part of it
2: is explain the idea to yourself as if you were teaching it to someone who didn't understand it at all. Sound about right?
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's not right.
2: Another caveat to that.
1: Uh, use simple language. Try to... Don't get too complicated. But explain it to someone who doesn't understand it. So I might think, how would I explain this to Usa? And mm-hmm. then I would start going through that process. How yeah. would I explain this to Usa? Whenever I get stuck on a place, I go, "Oh, you know how would I say what is that? I I don't understand how I would say this thing." You're like, "How would I would describe this?" That's a lapse in your understanding, and then you need to go back into your notes or wherever, Mm -hmm. internet, whatever, and you need to fill in that gap. And that's where you find what you need. You go, "Oh, that's what this is. That's what rotation is. That's what." self-actualization like this part of it is and then you go continue writing down continue explaining until you can fully explain it Mm -hmm. once you can fully explain it there's a second part to that and that is to simplify it make it easy make it easy to understand that anyone can just read it you know take a complex sentence and simplify it so it's easy and that way, your recall of it will be better, but also it's in simple language. You can understand it better. Other people can understand it better, things like that. Would you like to
2: add anything on the process itself? Not really. Uh, That's pretty you, much where it is. You got, you got it all? Yeah. If, and- I, I will say,
0: if you want to have a better understanding, mm-hmm. you could just. I know people are around children all the time Just, try to explain it to a kid if if a kid has a question you're not going to explain to him the hypotenuse of a triangle you're going to say like yeah when this when this point and this point this line here you yeah, see how it's longer to, <laughs> you see how it's longer that's so, how far apart they are yeah yeah
1: it's <laughs> the hypotenuse of a 30 60 90 triangle and the kid's <laughs> what
3: what
1: but- <laughs> uh, but I do know some things require a bit of understanding first. Like you, you can explain things in simple terms, but to understand even those simple terms, you might have to go back to get more context of what's going on yeah. and learn more. So that does happen, but for most things, you could pretty much explain it in a very
2: simple way. Um, also, one of the great things about this technique is it's fantastic for um, transferring knowledge Mm. so if
1: you have written it out explain it in a very simple manner and you can rewrite this thing on a page and it's like perfect golden got it all you can give that to your buddy for notes who's trying to learn it and they'll go oh okay didn't think of it like that before and Mm -hmm. it might help them out or if you're trying to tutor someone or if you're just trying to give people information it helps the transfer of information it could help people understand maybe what you're doing what you're learning, and it helps you actually learn this stuff. So Feynman technique is very great, that sort
0: of thing.
3: Definitely. Okay.
1: So second one that you would go into.
0: The second one I go into is mind mapping.
1: Okay. I don't know what exactly that means, so go for it. It's exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) Isn't that what, like, scientists are trying to do right now, map the brain? Okay, never mind. No,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. All right, <laughs> that, mind mapping. Give, that, it, something give it to me.
0: Uh, it is a visual tool to just organize and understand just complex information. And it's kind of like the web thing I was talking about where you just kind of start with a central concept and then you just branch out into smaller uh, subpoints or just details about that.
1: So, do you think that kind of goes like that? Almost is part of the Feynman technique, like something yeah. you end up doing. I like,
0: definitely like, realize that a lot of study techniques, at least for me, just kind of yeah, yeah. They definitely intermingle. <laughs> it's
1: not intermingle. something that's like okay, you do this, then yeah. You do they're this. not. It's
0: part of each yeah, other. They're not completely separate from each other. Mm-hmm. You do, at least I tend to have a little bit of each technique, in kind yeah. of like you said intermingle
1: yeah but there might be at times more of a uh, skewed thing like i'm gonna do this technique and i'm gonna do
0: this technique but Uh, mind mapping is definitely more of a visual thing okay and i would say it's more engaging to some people just because since it is visual you can have colors symbols images that sort of stuff so would that be
1: uh it would just be like connecting things that you already know
0: Is that where it is? Yeah. So you're just breaking it down into smaller details, and then it all comes back into that central idea that you started with. And everything that you learned on the outside of that, you know, it goes into that central idea, so you're just learning more about that.
1: Do you have, or would you be able to make an example of mind mapping um, about maybe something you know, or even something very simple? cuz I'm trying to visualize that right now cuz I kind of think I know what
2: you're saying but so I want to say the only thing I can think of off top my head is like
0: when I was trying to show you how to edit some videos oh yeah <laughs> so main thing editing videos you can have a point that comes off is just trimming mhm and then a um, the point okay. coming off of that what is trimming kind of just like taking notes you okay. can just have like sub bullet points or just details you want to add things about trimming maybe some
1: shortcuts
0: yeah. stuff like that yeah and so fun. another one might be um cutting
1: like cutting clips and stuff like that mm-hmm. and how you would do that
0: yeah and then you can have one for color grading and then one for uh audio processing mm-hmm. just a bunch of different things and you can even break it down even further
2: i like all that's details. Visual.
1: Because you could kind of follow the stem of it. Because I almost feel like it's similar to explaining, mm-hmm. but it's... Okay. But not quite. You're not quite explaining it. Not quite, I can no. see how, those, uh, how Feynman technique and that can go hand-in-hand hand very well. Mm-hmm. In fact, you could even use mind mapping on Feynman technique.
0: No, definitely. Um, what I like to do is use the Feynman technique, make it as simple as possible, and then understand why things connect the way they do so maybe just make
1: a bigger mind map and yeah. connect what you just yeah did. so
0: it would be for me it would be simplifying it as much as possible mm-hmm. and then stemming off from it from okay. it while still keeping it simple yeah just so i, I how myself does, how does this better. connect
1: to something yeah. i already know like to me i'm thinking about in my mechanics and materials class it's like how does torque relate to you know, torsion relate to stress, relate to strain, you know things like mm-hmm. that. And how do those go hand in hand? What's different? Um, how does one use another one? Yeah, things like that. And just trying to connect stuff because in that class it was everything kind of was interconnected. Mm-hmm. So this would almost be a perfect thing for that. Yeah. And I keep thinking in my thermo class everything was interconnected too. So it's maybe that would be a no. useful thing for that class is to be like, how does this connect to this? To connect that's to this?
0: that's a great way to just a great way to say it is just how things relate to one another. Okay. And it's just all about the, you know, the relationship.
1: And that's, that's actually something I've been thinking about with math. Cause when I, I want to help people with math, math, like I helping my girlfriend with trigonometry. Mm. So that's kind of at the forefront of my mind. How do I describe where something comes from and how it relates? Cause I know particular practices, uh, but like I said, when I got into higher math classes, then you kind of see where stuff comes from, and you're like, oh, that relates to this, relates to that. And I would like to better know those things, so it mm-hmm. would be a good idea for me to maybe draw, draw out a map like that or get software that, has, that does maps like that yeah. and, um, and kind of write that out and try to figure out how different equations relate to each other. And mm-hmm. so I could better get a grasp on mathematics not just advanced stuff, but
2: very simplistic stuff so that I can then teach somebody efficiently. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Hmm. Okay. So that was that one. That so was you that got one. Anything more to add with that? Uh, that one, no.
0: No. Okay. No.
1: So what's the next one you usually do?
0: Uh, right after that,
2: I tend to do active recall. Okay. Whoop, let me write that down. I'm keeping track so that you don't. Active- I get you. But yeah, with active recall, uh, what I said earlier about what we're taught in
0: school—that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we just naturally learn in school because that's how we're taught to learn. Yeah. And an example is flashcards. Mm. You know, you look at it, you try and recall the information, you look at the answer. If it's wrong, wrong pile. Right, right pile. And it's just that repetition of getting it and recalling the information you need to remember until you just have it all.
1: So this one was like the number one, I think this and yeah, this was like one of the number one learning things that kept coming across was active recall. Yeah. And it's of course, actively recalling the information. Mm. And what does that mean? You know, it's like you said, flashcards, you have to remember the reason why it helps is because it forces your brain to work, to go, okay, what was it? What did I just say? What didn't? What happened? Uh, And then you have to recall all your information, maybe even connect some dots, Mm -hmm. and then you could then put something on the paper, do something else. And this is in complete contrast to looking over stuff. And that's kind of one of the biggest downfalls that, now that I've seen um, from doing some research is for students, they review stuff, mm-hmm. but they don't practice it in active recall goes with practice. So they might, they might go over like some quiz stuff and they'll just look over it before a test or yeah. look over it as their study. They'll just read about it and just look, 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 look. You can't look, you have to actively retrieve that information because mm-hmm. when you look, it doesn't stick. When you yep. have to retrieve it, it's telling your, your brain, this is important, I need to use it, got to retrieve it, it can't just float away. Mm. Reviewing things, like looking over things, can be beneficial kind of as touch up or just like figuring out where you need to be. But if you want to remember something, you want to get good at it, especially say for like math or even like remembering things flashcards. Mm-hmm. you have to actively recall you have to pull that out of your brain and go hey i need to remember this and then do that sort of thing yeah
2: so um other uh strategies for this besides the flashcards was just teaching someone
0: which we kind of already discussed yeah uh, that's
1: yeah, Feynman like technique yeah yeah uh, practice, i would have these intermingled
0: yeah definitely yeah uh, just practice tests schools do it Mm -hmm. all the
1: time um i know for physics and math biggest thing do the problems Mm -hmm. do the problems oh yeah definitely that's really important Um, in fact most of my engineering classes they they give us a homework set a bunch of homework sets for each thing Mm -hmm. and they're all practice problems and they give you the answers you're not being graded on whether you get the right answer usually it's because they're pretty much like nobody should get zero points on the homework because you have the answers Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what they're saying uh the whole point of it though is so that you can actively try to recall and that you're doing things correctly and what they do is they put typically put stuff you saw in the homework on the tests change some numbers maybe ask a slightly different thing Mm -hmm. so when you get to the tests usually you don't see anything new unless it's like a, a math course, math courses, it's a little bit different. Yeah. But with physics and engineering courses, you'll usually see everything before. Mm-hmm. And maybe even a verbatim problem with the numbers change. Yeah. And so if you were to just look over a problem, wouldn't really get it. But if you practice that problem, you would know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's one of those things where it's like you have to practice, practice, practice. You have to get good at it. Because I know a lot on my tests, the problem wasn't, understanding the material it's do i have enough time to complete everything yeah because they give you everything you need mm-hmm. now you just need to perform
0: that's exactly how my classes are right now and i love it
3: yeah <laughs> i just <laughs> you're I like i
0: not man i just i'm just thinking is this right am i recalling this right and then you just click the check answer button mm-hmm. and if it's wrong you're just oh, shit
1: man but that's um that is a good thing i remember hearing that When you get something wrong like that, it triggers your brain to, I don't know if the correct word is plasticity, but it pretty much tells your brain, okay, we need to change here. We need to remember some things. Mm -hmm. So when you get something wrong, it's not a bad thing. It actually may help you learn. Yeah. In fact, they were saying with stuff like this, you want to be 85% of the time getting it right, 15, making a mistake. Not meaning you make mistakes on purpose, meaning that it's just challenging enough to where you're making mistakes 15% of the time, but mm-hmm. you're getting it right 85% of the time. And that's about efficiency. Yeah. Um, hopefully you get to a point where you could do it all correct. Yeah. And that's what you're trying to do prepping for a test. But as efficiency goes for learning, 85% getting it right is what, what you want to be doing. Because then you're in that, in that good zone mm. where you're not discouraged from getting things wrong But you're not getting it right all the time, to where it's like you're not even learning anything anymore. Yeah. So that's kind of an 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 efficiency thing.
0: So
1: yeah. So that's that's recall. Love
0: recall. uh, Last strategy I have for that was summarize. Just summarizing all the information. A big part that like that just triggered a memory in Mm -hmm. school for summarizing was the cornell notes have you ever done oh
1: yeah yeah i took avid so (laughs) we did Cornell notes. that that must have been annoying it's it was especially because i never had enough time Mm. to do them right because i was with homework i always took so long because i would think about things in my head for a long time and then write things down i wouldn't just burn through stuff Mm. and also i'd get a little bit distracted all the time so Something that should have taken me fifteen minutes would take me an hour. Yeah. So Cornell notes, I always was like last minute scribbling shit on there to get my points in avid.
0: I I hated the Cornell notes system, but Yeah, because they don't after I don't realize years, how it's useful. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but after learning about how it is useful and just it just clicked in my head. And it's more useful when you're older because
1: you don't pick things yep. up the first time. And that's something don't, they don't ugh. tell you.
0: Yeah, that's they just like tell you you're not gonna need this.
1: Yeah, you're not gonna need it as much right now. It's gonna be a drag, man. Uh, Simple algebra, you may not ever use Cornell notes, whatever. But the moment you get to a harder class, the moment you start aging a little bit, getting closer Mm -hmm. to that twenty five, you're gonna need them more and more and more and more. And yeah,
0: that's that's what they don't teach you. Yeah,
1: and. Keep Cornell notes on your uh, tab for one of the techniques of what what works. Or I'll write it down. But continue (laughs) what you were saying with
0: I mean, that was really it. It just triggered that memory of using Cornell notes, how much I hated it. But realize how great of a system it is. You Mm -hmm. write down your notes, you recall the information, you summarize it. And even then you're summarizing in your own words. So it kind of goes into that uh, the Feynman, Feynman technique.
1: technique. Yeah, Cornell notes are very good for a couple of reasons. So, was that your, uh, your kind of last one that week yeah, overlapped? Yeah. So, I'm actually going to jump into one that I had that you didn't have because mm-hmm. it relates to Cornell notes too. Okay. Um, one of the reasons, and I learned this in Avid, um, one of the things I do remember from Avid, probably because they kept saying it over and over, and you'll see why that works uh, spaced repetition. Okay. Meaning that you go over something you wait some time, you go over it again.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: And you keep doing this. And over time, you'll, it, it'll be a steep learning curve. You're not going to always get it. You'll have to review it more and more. But over time, is, then it'll just be like second nature.
0: Is this the thing where people usually say just spend like 25 minutes studying, take a short break, and then get back to it? Or um, is that something different?
1: I guess on a micro level, that might be it. But generally, they're talking about days. Because okay. you, you're going for... oh. Um, the ability, like long-term retention, mm-hmm. and this is why Cornell notes notes work, and this is what I was told in Abbott. So gotcha. you take okay. your notes, right? You have your questions. You do all the stuff on the left-hand sides. So you answer the questions, ask more questions, right? Mm-hmm. But you do that on a different day. Okay. So you review the material. You're taking the notes on the day you're learning it. Okay, that's mm-hmm. one repetition. You wait a day or two or whatever you can do. Yeah, and you, um. Then you do the left side, all the questions, and you answer your questions. Right. Okay. And then either on a separate day or on that day, depending on your
2: time, timing, you summarize. So what does this do? It gives you um, what is that? Not access, but it shows you the material you've you've mingled with the material three times.
1: Mm-hmm. So repetition is important. So three times better than one, right? Yeah. But the fact that it's spaced out. What's gonna give you all the all the power. And that's just they had a graph pretty much in it. It showed like when you learn something, your understanding is like way up high, and then it starts to sink down low, but then you learn it again, it's way up high. But that sink down low doesn't sink as low this time. And then it spikes up and again it doesn't sink as low and it goes for longer. And you could kind of keep going and keep going until you have this baseline understanding. Okay. Um one of the reasons I think, and I don't know if this is completely true but I think it matters that it's between days Mm -hmm. is because of sleep. Because that's recollection. That's when your brain consolidates stuff. I think it's uh, deep sleep is when you remember details. And then REM sleep is when you make connections. Mm -hmm. I think that's true. Um, Look it up if you want, but I think I remember that correctly. So when you're doing that, when you're sleeping, you're kind of consolidating information. And then you go over things again, and then you're reconsolidating, re-going over it in your
2: head, and you keep going and keep going. So that's... Uh, what, what I say that was called? Space repetition. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do know
1: that for flashcards or for particular skills, it might be skills, not necessarily flashcards. Mm-hmm. If you do something over and over and over again, um, take breaks in between that, because the... Br- During the breaks, your brain will do it faster. It's like seven or ten times speed. Oh, yeah. So I remember learning this when uh, looking at some guitar videos, and it was like doing switching from chords, right? Switching from chords. Like this chord to that chord, this chord to that chord. Just practicing switching, you know, when you don't know how to do it. Yeah. And they would say, do it a bunch of times, and then stop. Take a break for like a minute. Mm -hmm. And then do it a bunch of times, and then stop. And that's your brain is going to be playing it faster whenever you stop. So it's going to help you out more. Mm. Yeah. So that might be more of a thing during the day and depending on what you are studying. Mm -hmm. Um, But space repetition, when I learned it, was more about every day, every couple of days, stuff like that. And that's why one of the reasons why Cornell notes work. And I'm looking at this, it's kind of interesting how powerful Cornell notes could be. (laughs) Thinking about, okay, it's kind of like a mixture of Feynman technique and space repetition. Yeah. And I guess it could be mind mapping depending on how you personally take notes. Mm-hmm.
2: But I don't know. It depends. I get But that makes sense now. It why it's powerful. Okay. So, all right. What was the next one you had there? I mean, those
0: were really the ones I kind of went over. Um, I do have the Pomodoro technique. Okay. What
1: was that? I think I know, but...
0: I can look, look it up okay. real quick. I think it was
1: pretty much... Um, getting a timer and you set the timer for like 30 minutes and you work for 30 minutes and then you rest for 10 minutes and then you set the timer work for 30 minutes and rest for time, 10 minutes I think that's what Pomodoro technique was
0: um, it was
1: pretty much so you don't get so bogged down You know, it's like so you have focused bouts of work you rest you're like okay now I can you know get up stretch walk around and then you could go back to a bout of focus if you're looking that up i'll I'll go and talk about something else then if you want um the next one i have is actually something called interleaving Uh so what that is is the mixing of topics units or subjects in quotation marks they call it mixing it up so instead of one thing over and over and cycling through it you cycle through different topics and different problems so what that would be is, uh, say, I'm doing a problem set in my physics class, and it's like, oh, here's a piston problem.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Regular way that, or a non-interleaving way would be, I'm going to practice like seven piston problems in a row.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: Interleaving would be, I'm going to do a piston problem. I'm going to do a wheel problem. Maybe I'll do a piston problem that focuses on... Like torque or something or velocities. And then maybe this one focuses on something else. Mm-hmm. So kind of mixing it up, switching through stuff. And why does this work? Is because it trains your brain to switch between concepts to go, okay, we're doing this. Now we're doing this. And also recognize concepts and recall the strategies. So it goes into active recall. Mm-hmm. So you're recognizing, okay, this is a, piston problem what do i know about piston problem now you're going through all the strategies that's that active recall going in mm. and it just helps you out i would say this helps you out on tests more because on a test you're not going to have 15 in the same problem usually um, you'll have a bunch of different problems and your performance is based on how can i look at the problem analyze it and do the strategies necessary to do it yeah so you just kind of switch between so this is a good one um for like like i was saying for like physics and math Mm. Such i don't know i don't know some other majors because i haven't really studied those things often but i mean i I don't know how that would go through with like psychology Mm. i don't know enough psychology to give an example um but, yeah, it's, it's something switching from different problems or switching from different topics and identifying what it is.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah. All right. What did you get on Pomodoro? There. Well, I got a, I got a who, what, when, where, why, and how. What?
0: Okay, so the Pomodoro technique. Um, it's useful for anyone who wants to just improve their productivity and focus. Uh, what it is is a time management management method that breaks work into intervals traditionally twenty five
2: minutes separated by short breaks, so I guess that's what I was trying to talk about earlier yeah. uh, it's usually just used during study and work sessions can be done anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Can help maintain focus, prevent burnout, and manage time effectively. And the how is pretty much what I just explained earlier. Yeah, And
1: I I think that works because
0: you're, oh, Oh. okay. Well, that's (laughs) going to be in the recording. Yeah.
1: But I think it works because you're pretty much taking the stress off of how long am I going to be studying? Mm -hmm. You go, I'm going to study for 25 minutes. You study for 25 minutes. 5 minute break, stretch, get some water then you can go back and say okay, I'm going to study for 25 minutes so it allows you to push everything else out of your head and just go it's just 25 minutes I can study for 25
0: minutes I think this technique is also really good for kind of just for me, I guess yeah. just I'm someone who gets super focused mm-hmm. on what I'm learning and just can keep at it for hours yeah like three and then, hours and then you're like
1: now i can't do it anymore.
0: yeah and then i'm burnt out <laughs> and gotta i don't want do the rest it. of the day yeah i don't want to do it the next day or the day after i'm just burnt out on so it. it helps
1: you just kind of like okay we're yeah. doing
0: it chill okay get back into it chill. it's just for me it's like a friendly reminder of just hey take care of yourself take care of yourself, <laughs> yeah. <Take> care of <laughs> yourself. drink some water you know get stand yeah. up i also hear that you're
1: Focus cycles in 90-minute cycles. So I wonder how the Pomodoro technique would fit in with that fact. So I'm not sure how that would work with that, Mm -hmm. but it would be interesting to see if there's a connection there. I know Pomodoro would help me in the sense that um, it's not that I would go too long, but for things that I know I'm going to hate, like looking at my problems and it's like multi-step, and you're just like... (sighs) (laughs) You can go, okay, just do the problem for 25 minutes. Yes, mm-hmm. it'll take you an hour, but just do it for 25 minutes. Yeah, And then you go down and you do it for 25 minutes. And you're like, okay, I'm not quite done. I'm going to take a break. I know what's going on, though. I'm going to come back 25 more minutes. Because other, other than that, you're like, this might take me an hour. Mm-hmm. This might take me two hours. This might take me 15 minutes. I don't know. It just seems like a behemoth and I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it could help me with that. Although one problem I could see is during those five-minute breaks, what are you doing? Because that could be a little section on where you get distracted and it takes you away from your study. Mm-hmm. That could be a little break where it's like, you take a break. Yeah. But then you walk by a TV and it's a show you really like and it's funny and you just end up sitting there laughing and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I really want to maybe, what actor was that in there? And, you know, something like that. Or you end up sitting down watching it or you see a YouTube video or you open your phone, get TikTok and do a desk roll. Like, you don't know so make sure i guess that you're protecting those five minutes as well Mm -hmm. that your break is truly a break and it's not something that you're starting something else getting distracted by something else let it be a break okay so is that all you had over there yeah that's all i have uh last thing for studying i want to say is groups study groups Mm -hmm. studying in groups you can do all of these techniques with groups groups could be very efficient and the reason why is you're not always going to get every single detail at all times. Mm. Somebody else might, though. And it just expedites prob- or the time of figuring something out. Yeah. So you may be sitting at a problem for an hour and just like, I can't figure it out. Right. I'm not going to do it. If you were in a group, maybe your friend was like, oh, dude, it's just this. Or they ask a question, which I guess we should have went over like a so- Socratic method. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much asking questions or allowing somebody else to come to their own conclusion about something. Mm. Um, so pretty much guiding them through thought so that they can come to their own conclusion, um, better learning. But yeah, so maybe they ask a question and you're like, oh, how did I not see that? And now you save all that time and you still learned that thing now because now you know how to identify it. And you can do more problems or whatever in a shorter amount of time. Um, that's really efficiency and stuff like that is why I like working with people. Also, because you do like finding technique stuff, you explain it to others. If you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I figured it out, guys. I know what the answer to this problem is. And they're like, what, what? And you're like, then you go and show why it is the way it is. And if you don't understand, then everybody goes and looks it up. They're like, why would that be that? And I remember this in school with. Uh, calculus in my physics class we'd be we'd be doing different problems mm. and it'd be like hey i'm gonna do this one i'm gonna do this one and whenever we get stuck on another one we'd help each other out sometimes we'd do the same problem and we'd both not know exactly how to do it mm. and and be like okay you tried this method i'll try this method and so it ends up being a time saver and then we explain our methods to each other and then whichever one worked we see why it worked So it's it's kind of a combination of a lot of these techniques if you do it properly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just kind of sit next to each other and do their own work. Maybe that helps you get out and study, but you got to be careful with that because you may end up just socializing, which that's a big problem when you get into groups. Sometimes you just end up talking and not doing work. So that's what you got to watch out for. Because um, groups are phenomenal or they're the worst thing to ever be a part of. Them. So <laughs> just Definitely. keep that in mind while you're studying. And I'm kind of excited to see how I'll use these um, in the upcoming school year and even this right now.
2: Um, the only the only problem is time. Like, how do you do this stuff fast? How do you do this efficiently? And I guess that just takes practice. I don't know. But. Yeah, I think it's, Just
0: having your own system, what works for you? Yeah,
1: try trial and error. See how you can apply these things. Um, Maybe Cornell notes don't work for you. Maybe they do. I just know my teachers print out notes for me because they don't want you writing all the rewriting all the questions, rewriting all the material, rewriting the pictures because it's just so much. So they'll either print out or um, have them so you can print them out. And so really what I do when I'm doing those notes is I'll write questions while I'm taking notes. And, but I, I
0: thought that was the way you're supposed to do it.
1: Yeah, it's, there's both. There's so you write it while you're doing it. You'll either write the question. It's like, what is this? And then the, pretty much the answer will be the topic and the stuff underneath. But you can also use the left side to um, answer questions like to review to go okay i'm gonna ask myself this question it's like flashcards some people will even full crease the page on the other side Mm -hmm. and then they'll ask themselves the question and flip over whenever they answer in their mind oh it's this 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 and this flip over did i get it
2: right yeah so they use it as flashcards but also you could go back and ask more questions so it, it depends uh but yeah, I'll
1: just ask questions. I'll be like, what is this? How does it relate to this when I'm doing my notes? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't really summarize, but that might be something that I should start doing, maybe even on a separate page. Mm-hmm. Or pull out a sheet of paper,
2: do the Feynman technique thing, make that my summary. So, all right. Yeah. Do you have anything else? I mean, not really.
1: Um, oh, notes. Depending on... I saw a thing. I didn't get too much into it because um, so we might use it on our next topic, which I think is some self-learning stuff. I don't remember if that's what we decided. I don't remember. <laughs> um, but we may we may hit it on another day because you know this is already like an hour. So, and I didn't research it too much for that reason, but it was about taking better notes and how much that could benefit you in the long term. So not just like in school, in one class, but in life when you're trying to learn about something, when you need to go back and reference something because it's been a couple years Mm -hmm. or if you want to make connections to a lot of things you're working on. And I was listening to a particular individual who is kind of based his career around this. And he made like, he's made a website that, you know, gets a conglomerate of tools and like programs and stuff Mm. and kind of teaches people how to use them to create this ecosystem of notes that will benefit them um, just in general, like on particular topics and just in life, just being able to connect stuff. Yeah. So how you take notes is very important. What you do with those notes are very important. Because I know sometimes I take notes and I never see them again, ever. Even when I try to really learn Relearn stuff. My notes aren't good enough, you know. So, notes are important, but um, these strategies are very important too.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and
1: I, I didn't include the notes thing because again, a lot of teachers now will put the notes online, or they'll let you print blank notes, or they'll give you notes. Mm-hmm. So, your your written notes are not always as like to me. I don't take. I don't bring, bust out a sheet of paper and start
0: taking notes. That's crazy. That teachers now just post notes online because yeah in high school it was like it was, do you want the notes you have to learn how to take, take notes. notes yeah you have to do it fast you have to do this you have to do that
1: and it i guess be- in life in life though not nobody's gonna post their notes it yeah. might be more it might be better in long term to learn how to take notes and i think this guy also teaches that mm-hmm. but in general for school I have not had to bust out a blank sheet of paper and take notes.
2: Yeah, at all. Like, if I did do that, it was because I didn't print out the notes. <laughs> so that's that's really the only only thing. There. And but yeah, I think I'm done there. Yep, I got nothing else. Yeah. So remember to like, comment, subscribe. Leave us
0: a good rating on Spotify. Is that how Spotify works? I no idea. Because I know, I know iTunes does the whole rating thing. Oh,
1: okay. well yeah. I'd say I'd say definitely comment. I want to see people comment. yeah. Um, so revive, comment,
0: comment more.
1: Yeah. Our, I wonder if Gabriel still watches. Gabriel, if you watch, comment, comment, comment.
0: comment. Our socials we don't for really podcast are in the description. Okay
2: we so will you, sometime
0: <laughs> you can find it in the description
2: Make we'll sure do better that, <laughs> you
0: know i've been working on some trying to work on some tiktoks oh, really so I can get more stuff going on yeah
1: cuz right now right now we're trying to develop um a portable setup he's trying to streamline video stuff editing as well as recording and we want to get a portable setup so we don't just have to do it here. So maybe we can go to where guests are and have more guests.
0: Um, pull people off the road. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey you.
2: <gasps> hey man. <laughs>
0: no. Yeah.
1: But um yeah, so we're we're trying to get a little more efficient at mm-hmm. things, slowly but surely. I know we're both really busy and this this podcast kind of takes a backseat, but we want to continue to do better so that Whenever we flip the switch, we can go hard, and it be not so difficult.
0: Yeah, I want so, to thank you know the people who watch and listen to yeah. our podcast, and even our live audience right now. Live audience right now, because we haven't had a live audience since oh the cat, like, maybe episode thirty eight, maybe <laughs> cat. Yeah. maybe episode twenty something. We yeah. we it's been a while since we've had a live audience.
1: A cat, yeah. Miko, Miko Cam.
0: So Switch. thank you for coming to our show. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank yeah. you for watching.
1: Hopefully we'll um, we'll definitely get people on because I know I enjoy talking to people and that's really one thing that I wanted to do more on this podcast and we just haven't had the setup for it. We haven't had the time and also finding people that will come on to a podcast that's not popular yet. Like,
3: yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, it's a little harder. So you'll probably see a bunch of friends before you see strangers,
2: <laughs> which is not a bad thing I'd say. Um,
3: right. yeah!
1: you yep. guys
2: have a great day
1: um study hard study smart and uh i guess we'll see you next time yep. all right
3: bye. bye thank you for
0: watching in the works by brandon lusa subscribe and like for, for more